How do you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. It's just a little brought down because when you knocked, he thought you were the candyman. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm starting out the show a little different. No usual, what's for dinner, what's for dinner? Because um, I am uh, all alone here in the living room slash studio, and I was watching um, a uh, bonus features on the Rocky Horror Picture Show DVD, which I own proudly. It's a fantastic movie. I'm a big musical theater fan, and uh, Rocky Horror is one of my favorites. So uh, Allie and I were watching it the other night with a friend, and it was still in there. I'm like, oh, let me look at this, and uh, it kind of got me in a Frankfurt mood. So I thought, let's start it with a little Rocky Horror. Just a quick verse. But good evening, good morning, good night, good afternoon, whatever time it is you're listening to this. Hello. Uh, yeah, this is a solo episode. Uh, Allie is at jury duty right now. And of course, she's having fun. Allison, my wife, is the only person who could have fun at jury duty. She could make friends at jury duty. She Instagrammed a picture of her having sushi with all of her jury friends. It's like every time I've gone to jury duty, and I've actually been picked to be on a jury, I think, twice. Um, it's, you know, it's not like it's a miserable time. You know, but it's annoying, and you got to get there really early. And most of the time, you're sitting around with your thumb up your ass doing nothing. And, you know, occasionally you'll meet some nice people who you could at least talk to a little bit. But the word fun is never synonymous with jury duty. But of course, Alice and I call her up, and, uh, you know, I'm expecting her to go, hey, yeah, just sitting here reading my book, or, you know, talking to uh, another person and then she answers the phone hello oh i'm having so much fun here we're doing puzzles and we're doing this and we're doing that i'm like of course you are of course you are you ray of sunshine um i actually was on a jury i got a i was in a jury pool with cedric the entertainer that's when you know you're living in los angeles when cedric the entertainer is in your jury pool um nice guy but uh, yeah, so that's where Allison is, and uh, I'm I'm here alone. On, it's a beautiful day. It's hot. Summer's officially here in California, um, but uh, beautiful day. And I'm like, you know what? I I need to uh, do another podcast. And uh, a couple of people I reached out to, they couldn't come over to do it. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do a little solo one. You know, don't know if I'll ramble on for an hour, but I'll at least uh, kind of get my thoughts out. So some exciting stuff's going on. First of all. Um, next week, that would be a week from yesterday, because this is going up on a Tuesday. So a week from yesterday, June 2nd, it's a Monday, ABC, my episode of Mistresses is coming out. The first of three things that I've shot so far this year is coming out. Um, very excited. Um, I don't know if, uh, you guys listening are fans of the show. I'll be honest. I've never seen an episode. I've seen clips, and I know the script, and from what I can gather, it's kind of along the lines of Desperate Housewives, a dramedy. But there are a lot of fans out there that I've seen on Twitter. Uh, matter of fact, uh, some people, uh, when I was working on the cruise ship a couple of mo- or months, a-, a month or so ago, um, a couple of people were fans of the show, and they asked me who I am, and blah, blah, blah. So, very excited. So, Monday, June 2nd, look for Mistresses. I am, like, literally at the end of the episode um, not that you shouldn't watch the whole episode, but 
expect to see me in one of the last scenes uh, with a talent actress, Jess McCollin. Um, I'm playing a really shitty chef trying to uh, get her to hire me, and uh, she doesn't seem to like me. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So that's coming out June 2nd. Um, my uh, episode of Instant Mom, that's a sitcom on Nick at Night, I still don't know when that's airing, but I know my episode is the next new one to air. So look for local listings. The episode's called Last Auction Hero. And I'm I'm really excited about that one. Like, I think I talked about this uh, on the show when I did it before, but um, or, you know, when I just done the episode, I talked about it on the podcast. But the sitcom was so much fun. Like it, 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 it was exactly what I want to do. I am, I am putting it out there to the world, as Allison would say. I'm putting love vibes to the, um, uh, to the prospect of working on a sitcom. In fact, I was just, uh, I did a podcast <clears throat> um, earlier today for my buddy Brian Scalaro, very funny comedian. If you don't know him, look him up. <clears throat> and he's been on, he's been a regular on two different sitcoms. Sadly, they didn't. Um, uh, last more than a couple of seasons but I was talking to him about that and he said you know that's exactly where his strength is and is exactly what he loves to do is a sitcom and I think that's something most stand-up comics probably like is because you do a sitcom you have that instant reaction from an audience that instant knowing if something is funny if it works if it doesn't work uh, so that again was so much fun um, so when that's going to come out, I don't know. I assume very soon because they're putting out all the new episodes and it is literally the next new episode to air. I will be posting when I know more about it. And, um, third thing that I did, this is really kind of cool. Um, this past week I shot a series of commercials and a whole big internet campaign for Bazooka Bubblegum. That's right, kids. Bazooka Bubble. You remember Bazooka Bubblegum? You know, usually you get them like as individual pieces, and they were, um, what's the word, uh, hard as a fucking diamond. But eventually you chew hard enough, they get soft, and they come with little Bazooka comics. And um, it's, it's, it's nostalgic for me. I remember when I was a kid, wow, I used to go uh, in South Florida, um, in Sunrise, Florida. There was a Mr. Grocer which uh, was like a little, it was kind of like a 7-Eleven type place. And that was my favorite place to go because they would always have candy and gum and I would buy Bazooka Bubblegum and I would read the comics. And it was, when you're a kid, like when you're a kid, and this is like before kids would start smoking, at least when I was younger, you know, it felt cool to have something, you know? Like how people like have a pack of smokes and I don't smoke and I think it's, you know, I think it's gross. You know it's not healthy. But when you have that pack of smokes, you have that kind of comfort in your pocket. You know? You have that, like, I can pull out my cigarette and smoke. Or with whatever your your might be, advice might be. Like, if you're a pot smoker, you maybe have, like, a, a pipe in your pocket. If you're an alcoholic, I'd say alcoholic. If you, if, if you like alcohol, you might have a flask. When I was a kid, gum was my thing. I would like to have gum in my pocket. It felt cool, like a... Hey, you want a stick of gum? You want a piece of gum? Boo, boo, boo. Whatever. And Bazooka was one of my favorites because it was fun. And you just had a piece there. Didn't have to open up a whole pack of gum. Just take out a piece of gum. So now that I'm kind of part of the Bazooka world, it's really cool. Um, and these commercials are going to start airing uh, June 23rd. Um, from what I understand, they're going to be on, like, uh, Nickelodeon 
and one of the Disney channels, I don't know which, and I think Cartoon Network for a long time. I think they're going to be airing for almost three months because it's this whole bazooka kind of contest slash sweepstakes. Um, And save your bazooka wrapper codes, kids. Buy bazooka gum and get your wrapper codes because you can win some cool shit. Um, But yeah, I'm going to be the face of this whole campaign, which is really cool. And especially, I love it too because not only bazooka gum, like nostalgic for me, it's like it's going to be airing on Nickelodeon. And dude, I Nickelodeon what it is now, it's it's it, it's become it's 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 become what MTV is. Anybody who's my age, anybody who grew up in the 80s, remember MTV when it first came out. When it had uh what's the what's the word? Music playing on it. I know a lot of people make jokes about that, but it's true. MTV used to have music. You'd have VJs like the originals, the Adam, uh, was it Adam Hunter? Yeah, Adam Hunter. Coincidentally, there's a comedian named Adam Hunter. Um, there was, uh, oh, uh, uh, oh my God, Martha Quinn. J.J. Um, Jackson. There was another guy with black hair, Mark something. I forget his name. Uh, another blonde DJ, VJ girl. I want to say Nina Blackwood. Nina Blackwood. Holy shit. Like all these great DJ, uh, VJs. And then, you know, after a while, MTV, you know, after they've been around for a while, they started doing original programming, like the real world. And when that started happening, music suddenly wasn't as important as this original program. And it's kind of the same with Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon in its infancy had great original programming that was fun and silly, aimed at kids, like You Can't Do That on Television, and Double Dare, and uh, pinwheel and just really great shows and i mean obviously i don't really watch nickelodeon now but um th- there was some there was something gorilla about original nickelodeon like there wasn't high production costs on their shows they weren't producing celebrities with every show they did it was just fun and now it's it's all about image and it's all about you know oh is this can this person you know uh is this a good-looking person? Whatever. Uh, it, it, the, the, there's, the Nickelodeon has kind of gotten a little, uh, I don't know. It's still fun, but there's something not, I can't put my finger on it. Maybe I'm just a purist. I don't know. My whole point of all of this is the fact that this commercial is going to run a Nickelodeon. And um, again, when I was a kid, I used to watch Nickelodeon. I'd see all these people that are still ingrained in my mind. Mark Summers hosted Double, uh, Double Dare, and he had a sidekick, Harvey. Obscure shit that I happen to know, but it stuck with me into my adulthood. And it's kind of cool to think that kids are going to watch Nickelodeon, and they're going to see me in these commercials, and I might have some kind of lasting effect. And I know that's an ego way of looking at it. I'm just happy to be working. But I also think it's cool that I'm part of, like, Maybe a very small part, but some part of some little kid's memory, you know? It's it's just a neat feeling. And especially to be airing on a network that, I've, that I have such a, an affinity to um, because of my own life. But that's enough of the mutual admiration. Mutual admiration? It can't be mutual. That's enough for the ego moments of this podcast. Of course, it would have to be because I'm the only one here. So the only thing I could talk about is what's going on in my little world. Um, but that's just very exciting. I'm very grateful for the work, number one, and just grateful that uh, 
it's going to be a part of something pretty, you know, big. The commercial, the instant mom, and the mistresses. It's like I'm kind of hitting every mark. It's fun, you know? It's fun. Like, you get older and, ah, God, it's, it's fucking weird. You get older and things get more in perspective, you know? Things, the, the important things start outweighing the things that you think were important. You know, I, uh, I'll open up to you guys a little bit. You know, like, for the longest time, my goal was to be famous. Because to me, fame was success. And for the longest time, I didn't realize that I was already a success because I make my living doing this. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have my own TV show. I'm not in movies. I'm not, you know, a millionaire. You know, I can't walk into any club and immediately get on stage like a lot of guys around here do. You know, I'm not selling out clubs around the country. But you know what I am doing? I am making my living doing this. And it's a comfortable living, you know? No big flashy houses or cars, but got a nice apartment. I got my cars paid off and got money in the bank. I got a beautiful wife. I'm healthy. It was me knocking on wood. So success is already there, and it took me a long time to really realize that. And that's not saying I'm not going to keep striving for the next level of success, but I'm not letting it lead me like it used to, you know? Which is good and bad. It's good because, again, puts the real things in perspective. It's bad in that it used to fuel and f- me to constantly go to the clubs and constantly go out and, and network and everything, which is also good to, to keep yourself motivated and to keep yourself out there. And I've, sl- I've slipped on that. I, I've been slipping on the, the hanging out phase of it which I got to get myself back into doing. But you get, again, you get older and these things just become a little more clearer to you. And uh, it feels feels good. You know, like anybody listening to this who might be in their 20s and even early 30s, it gets, it's, it gets, it gets stranger as you get older. But it's a good strange. You start, you really start looking at your past. Like, I see myself in the mirror sometimes. Like, who the fuck is this old guy? Even though I still see my face as a young kid. Sometimes I'll see myself on video and I just kind of take myself out of the equation. Like, okay, let's pretend that's not me. Like, holy shit, that is a, that is a middle-aged man right there. It's, it's weird. It's weird. That's all. Man, this uh this podcast is interesting as fuck, isn't it? What else to tell you people? What else? Um I try not to read the news or go online and cuz all the fucking news is bad lately and uh I I I read a little about what happened at uh in Santa Barbara with that another f- shooting and this kid is blaming girl like I, I obviously the kid was mentally uh unstable and needed more help than he got 
but I, you know, I used to blame, I think uh, everybody when they're young and you're going through puberty and you're trying to, you know, not just come to grips with what's happened to you physio- physiologically, like these changes going on with you, both boys and girls, but then to kind of deal with this idea like, oh, wait, these are these friends that I've had forever and now they're... Now I'm looking at these girls in a different way. I'm looking at not these girls like, hey, I want to let's go play hide and seek. Let's like, oh, let's go play. Um, that's a lot of stress. It's a lot of confusion, and I think everybody goes through those awkward moments during puberty. But you can't blame the opposite sex forever. You're you're stalled and you're bitter. That's wrong. I god damn, I had so many fucked up. Sh- Things happening when it came to women when I was especially when I was younger. I was shy. I was a shy little fucking kid. And I uh I didn't know how to talk to girls. Cause like I said, suddenly girls were not friends. They were like they were you were attracted to them. You didn't know why, but you know, your your pecker there goes, Hey, that's pretty. And um not that I was popping hard ons in the fifth grade or anything, but you know fifth grade yeah puberty didn't really hit fifth grade uh but yeah i had these and 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 i just did not know how to act around them when i was funny oh when i was making them laugh i was king of the you know king of the world cock of the walk but then when it came to talking to them i didn't know how to talk to them i didn't know what to say i didn't want to embarrass myself so i would just not say anything i would i would be too shy it's a rejection. Oh, you know, oh, the God, rejection. Is there anything worse than rejection? I don't I don't think so. You know, but eventually you just got to accept the idea that sometimes people aren't going to like you. And it's and, and if you're happy with who you are, then it's no fault on you. If they reject you because of how you look, or how they might be perceived for giving you any kind of attention, that's on them. And that when you accept that and learn that, it gets easier. It really does. It took me a long time to figure that out. Not to just figure it out, to accept it. You know, there are some exes out there and some girls that broke my heart that I'll remember till the day I die because, you know, they leave a scar. They leave a scar in your psyche, they leave a scar in your heart. Scars heal, but the scar stays. And, uh, you know, I'll remember, like I said, till the day I die, but they don't affect me anymore. You know, there was a, it's so funny, like life, it's, it's, it, you, you see your life in the present and you think that's how it's always going to be. And you can't imagine your life different than it is right now. You like to try to, but maybe it's just me. Maybe it's me. Like I remember my life, like my, uh, my last big ex for years my life was her my life you know if if she had needed anything I would do it if she if I'd missed a call from her I'd hate myself if she seemed angry at me I'd be angry at me if she seemed happy with me I would be the happiest guy in the world you know my life and my self-worth was based on her and I always and and I thought that's I, I would be trapped in this in this uh, world that I created for myself, and then one day I grew a pair of balls and just said, "I can't talk to this girl anymore. I've got to cut her out of my life." And it was a hard thing to do. It's 
you know, it was an addiction, like any addiction, whether it's drugs, smoking, alcohol, whatever. Codependency is an addiction. And I was in a codependent relationship with this girl. And uh, it took a long time. It took like every, it was like every day. Okay, I haven't spoken to her today. That's three days I haven't spoken to her. Let's let's go for the week. Then after a week, I'm like, hey, I, I went a week with that. And then it just snowballed. So now I look back at that part of my life like, holy shit, was I ev- how did I not see how unhealthy this was? But you can't. You can't. And this guy that did this thing in, in, in Santa Barbara, I think it was Santa Barbara, um, at that college, you know, again, mentally unstable, but it's just, it, it's, it's sad when people can't understand that life goes on, you know? There are going to be tragedies in every, there are tragedies in everybody's life, and you got to move on, or else you're stuck, you're on pause, and that's no way to live. You can't live in a perpetual moment. Life is a series of perpetual moments. And that's my inspirational speech for the day. Um, you know what, guys? I think I'm going to cut this one a little short. I mean, it's only been about 20 minutes, but uh, I uh, I think I've rambled on enough. Don't you? I think so. Yeah, this wasn't a very entertaining episode. This was more of a cathartic vomiting of my thoughts and plugging all of the shit that I'm doing. But, um, yeah, I think we'll get, we'll call this one a day. Uh, next week I'll, uh, I should have somebody sitting next to me to keep this perpetually going for a little while longer. But, uh, as always, you guys know where to find me, flipisfunny.com at Flip Schultz on Twitter. Please watch Mistresses next week, Monday on ABC. Um, and, uh, and, and see, uh, see a fun show. Like I said, it looked fun and, uh, look out for the instant mom and June 23rd, uh, bazooka bubblegum commercials. And that same day, I forgot to mention, there's a whole internet campaign on bazookajoe.com where you will see, I'm sure you'll see my face. Uh, although it will be slightly, slightly altered. I'll be wearing a blonde wig and, uh, a fuller mustache. Matter of fact, I'll tag a little picture onto this podcast. So you'll see what I look like as Donnie gold. And, um, uh, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. And uh, as always, guys, thank you for constant support and coming out to the live shows, which there will be July. I'll be in uh, Lake Tahoe and then uh, August. I'm coming back to Florida, South Florida Friends, August, two weeks in August. I'll be at the Fort Lauderdale Improv with Dom Herrera and the West Palm Improv with Fortune Feinstein. It's going to be fun shows. My first time performing back at those clubs in years, so I'm very excited. Um, but I'll be sure to mention that on later episodes as well. So thank you guys again. And, uh, let's, let's, uh, end with some more, uh, some more Rocky Horror, huh? So we finish Sweet Transvestites or, um, yeah, you want to finish Sweet Transvestite? Let's do that. All right. We're going to end on some Sweet Transvestite. I'll see you guys later. Bye. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. It's up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not. 
much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of the leather. Just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Want something visual that's not too abysmal. We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. Good night, everybody.